Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. listening to the playmaker podcast what's up family this is the playmaker podcast i'm your host reggie coleman and my co-host here is leah hansen the infamous girlfriend (laughs) and we have a special guest today um you may know him from season three of the x factor um i know him from his brother really and from uh change church he's part of the you know, the choir, so to speak. Um, Mr. Isaiah Alston, I hope I didn't butcher your last name. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up, Rez? Um, Austin, yeah, I mean, it, it does have an L in it, but we we just pronounce it Austin, you know? Okay. But thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super uh, excited to be here, and I'm super excited to uh, be premiering, you know, my debut single here on the Playmakers Podcast. So before we get into your new single, um, let's talk about how you started singing. When did you realize it may be a passion for you? So ever since I can remember, I have always been singing, uh, whether it was with a remote control for the TV or like the end of a jump rope, um, using it as a microphone. I was always around the house singing and uh, I started singing um, in church. Um, You know, my family and myself, uh, our faith is super important to us. So church was something that uh, we didn't necessarily have a choice in growing up. Uh, and then, you know, I found my, my own, you know, walk with God. So I started singing in the, you know, the church choirs and, uh, you know, my worship team before, you know, I got the kingdom then now changed. And uh, I started getting into theater in middle school, started loving that in high school. Um, but I think it was after, um, I got really into high school that I was like, wow, I kind of love being on stage. I love the, uh, the aspect of, you know, performing live, having a live audience, uh, the element of surprise because, you know, anything can happen on stage. So right. kind of when I found that, you know, this is my passion. So um, you said you really enjoyed it in high school. So did you plan on having like, 
being an independent artist out of high school, or did you did that happen like when you were in college? How did that go? Becoming a independent artist. So I didn't really know that I could pursue this as a career, or you know, for my life. Yeah. Um, until the experience with uh, that I had with uh, you know the X Factor, mm-hmm. um, I was uh, a freshman um, in high school. Um, shout out to Nottingham High School, and I seen the commercial for you know X Factor auditions, and I brought it in about April, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was like, I told my parents like, yeah, I think I want to try out, you know. And they were like, if you, you make the honor roll, you know, for your third market period, then like, we'll take you, we got you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was. So I was a straight-A student. Uh, I had a couple of Bs here and there. And so once my parents said, you know, once you make the honor roll, they'll take you. They'll take you. That was easy. So I ended up auditioning and going. And it was just me and my parents. And I just kept getting through. For some people who don't know, um, for shows like that, before the uh, the audition that you guys see that airs on TV, there's like maybe five auditions prior to that. Um, video auditions in-person auditions, like executive producer, like there's so many other rounds before that. And I just kept getting through, kept getting through. And then, you know, I make it all the way out to LA. <clears throat> and this was the last season. So it was, things were a little different. Um, so I made it to uh, the top 40 and then I made it to the top 10. And, um, you know, people were there with their like agents and their managers and all this stuff. And I'm just in here with my mom, <laughs> you know, um, because, you know, singing is just something that I love to do. And I think after I made it all the way to the top 10 for the boys category, that's when I kind of understood, one, my purpose in life, but then also understood that, you know, uh, I could actually pursue this as an artist. Um, necessarily didn't know what independent or being with a label was at that time, mm-hmm. um, as I do now, but definitely knew that um, I wanted to be an artist of my own. Gotcha. So that X Factor experience, it seems like you said there was five rounds prior to even getting flown out to L.A. Obviously, there was the experience in L.A. What was like the most memorable part of the whole process? Hmm. That's a good question. I think the most memorable would have to be uh, the four chair challenge. One, because that was when I was eliminated. But it was also when I understood the person I was mm. um, and the person that I was created to be, if that makes sense. Uh, at 14 years old, I experienced um, public um, a public uh, experience or devastation, uh, what may have you, um, that some people will never understand or experience in a lifetime, right? For sure. Um, that gave people an opportunity, one being on TV, to feel as though their opinion of you matters, mm-hmm. um, and it needed to be said, said. So I had like complete strangers, grown adults, like ripping me to shreds under my YouTube comments. Like sometimes I'll still go back if I want to like toughen up my skin real quick or have a good laugh. I'll go <laughs> look at the comments, and they're like going in. So I think that was the most memorable because um, it kind of helped shape the man, the man I am today, and. I think if it wasn't for the support system that I have with, uh, you know, my family and my parents, and my siblings, um, that might have deteriorated or the outcome of that situation would have been different. But I think that was the most memorable because I'm grateful for that experience. It, uh, it helped me be the man I am today. Right. I was going to say that that's a testament to your character because a lot of grown folks couldn't be on that stage and get eliminated, like you said, in front of 
hundreds of thousands of people watching you, right? Let alone a 14-year-old mm-hmm. young man at that point still trying to figure out himself, life, and everything else in between. Um, but thinking right. about um, the most exciting moment, like did, was there anyone that you got the opportunity to meet um, either in person? I don't know if they were calling folks when you're – taking your vocal lessons. I've seen like the voice and X factor and stuff. And you, like, was there anything mm-hmm. behind the scenes that was like, you were like, my friend's not going to believe this when I go back to Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think for me it would have to be working with uh, the judges. Like my season, mm. it was Simon Cowell, Kelly Rowland, Demi Lovato and Paulina Rubio. And uh, I, I always joke with my friends because like Beyonce is, everything to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so me I always too. was like, <laughs> right. I always was like, uh, I hugged Beyonce because, you know, I hugged Kelly Rowland and they hugged. So like, you know, I mm. technically hugged Beyonce. <laughs> there you go. But, um, just, Mama right, made being it. Able to, right, exactly. <laughs> being able to work with Kelly Rowland and honestly, people don't believe me, but Simon Cowell is probably one of the uh, nicest people I've ever worked with in the industry. Um, wow. Like, when those, when those cameras, right, when those cameras are all um, he's just, and even sometimes when the cameras are, are on, like he might come across to some as, you know, this rude kind of blunt guy, mm-hmm. but he's so, uh, compassionate, um, at least to me and to the, to the, um, we were under 25, so it was like the under 25 category. Gotcha. Um, and maybe because we were like the young kids or teenagers, he was just very, you know, uh, soft spoken, honestly. And, uh, that was a, a, a great experience for me because, you know, watching Simon Cowell, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Especially on American you know, Idol. Ooh, he was ruthless. Yeah, exactly. So being able to work with him and see, like, wow, like, I'm completely shocked with, like, who you truly are. Because sometimes mm-hmm. watching people on TV, we think we know who they are. Right. But, no, that was amazing. And then, you know, Kelly Rowland, um, Demi, um, Demi Lovato, people who I look up to in the industry, mm-hmm. giving me feedback, great feedback on, you know, my voice and the talents that I have. Um, that's just something that I will never forget. And hopefully it will come full circle where I will be able to work with them again. Speaking right. of, like, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland, who in the industry inspires you, your, your work, or, like, you as an artist? I see... I see you have Usher and Chris Brown. Are there anybody else that inspires you? Um, great question. Yes, definitely Usher, Chris Brown. Um, I listen to actually a lot of Neo mm-hmm. to get my pen stronger. And by pen, I mean like as a lyricist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my He's friends definitely make fun one of, of the greats. Yes, one of the greats. Um, my friends make fun of me all the time because like I'm just like an old head. But I really listen to a lot of Tony Braxton and Luther because there's just a there's a there's a certain tone quality that can't be taught. There's a certain like uh, presence that both of their vocals have um, that I sometimes relate to and kind of strive for. So mm-hmm. a lot of my research comes from you know that because back in the day. You couldn't make it if you couldn't sing. Exactly. <laughs> but nowadays, you can not like it's okay, but you can make it and not auto tune is best. crazy. Right. Exactly. So I, I, I like to take it old school. So would you say? I know obviously you're more so of an R and B singer. Is like R and B your genre of music of choice? Like in your your free time, 
Um, or I don't know, do you, do you have some hidden country gems that you enjoy? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I definitely consider myself an R&B pop singer because um, soon coming to find out, you guys will hear more music coming and it's completely on the opposite spectrum of like what I'm releasing now. Mm. Um, so there's kind of a mix of all. Um, I like to think of myself as this and that and not this or that because, you know, when God gives you many gifts and talents, you can't just choose which ones you want to use. Amen. You kind of have to, Preach. right. You, <laughs> you have to, you have to use and hone in on, on them all. But, um, there's a country singer by the name of Chris Stapleton. If you guys don't know who he is, he's a singer that sings Tennessee whiskey. Mm. That's a popular song. Um, and he's one of my favorites. That wrath cannot be taught. That grit, that passion can't mm-hmm. be taught. Uh, so country is definitely something that I, um, I have in my totem pole per se, but yeah, I'm very open. I'm, I'm a, I'm a music lover. So anything that sounds good, I'm all for it. Like the genre doesn't necessarily hold me back. So during this pandemic that we're in, um, have you been writing a lot? Do you have a lot of songs done or like, how's that process going? Yes, I am so grateful for this quarantine. You guys don't understand. Um, I said to my friends all the time that you'll understand uh, how people use their time during quarantine on based off how they come out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, me coming out of this quarantine, and we're still technically in quarantine yeah. with you know the um, the statistics still rising with Corona, but I have had so much time to finally release and hone in on the body of work that I am presenting this year. And um, I've been writing like crazy, yes, so my arsenal is is packed, but I've also been able to complete things. Um, so, yes, quarantine has been a great job for me. And then my team, we, you know, we have extra time to, you know, actually sit and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody has their own schedule. So with the quarantine, everybody had a little bit more time to be like, all right, I got the time. And it was able, it, you know, you had nothing to do for me, um, you know, when we weren't working and I wasn't doing anything coming back home from college, I, I had nothing to do. So I just was focused on my music. So quarantine um, was definitely a great time for me. And uh, soon, soon and very soon, people will understand what I did during my quarantine. And speaking of your team, um, talk a little bit about your fundraiser that you had on Instagram. Um, talk about it a little yes. bit and how did it go? So I, my team and I, we did a, what we called the live fundraiser. And it was basically the purpose of it was to raise funds for the completion of my EP that will be coming very soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I had musical guests. Most of them were dear friends of mine and family of mine. I also had black businesses um, come on and black entrepreneurs come on to promote their businesses. And we gave giveaways and we did raffles. And, you know, the purpose was just to, you know, bring attention to what I'm doing, but also raise money for uh, my project and also bring attention and awareness to some of the black businesses that are around that, you know, need more spotlight, especially in today's, you know, current climate. And I'm so proud and humble and grateful to um, say that we raised over $3,000. And um, the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is where um, God continues to blow my mind is, we were originally supposed to release In My Feelings on June 26th, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a sample of a song in the in the song. 
and uh, the clearance for that sample that we're using wasn't it wasn't done. It wasn't complete, so we had to push our date back. Right. Uh, originally, we didn't have anything for a fundraiser that was never in the plan, but we ended up because it was pushed back. We were able to do the fundraiser. So God was like, "I know you want to release on the 26th, but I'm going to give you exactly a week later." so that you can put a fundraiser and raise exactly the money you need to purchase the sample. Mm. And then I'm going to have you release the song. Always like, it was just perfect timing. Like anytime I second guess, like I want my timing, I want it to be the way I want it. God is just like, I'm telling you his, my timing is way better. So I just have to like sit back and trust him. And it was just amazing. Like the fundraiser exceeded all of our expectations and the support that I got from friends, family, people I necessarily don't even talk to that often, mm-hmm. and people who just believe in the gift that I have, it was amazing, and I'm still kind of on a high from that, so I'm super um, grateful and blessed for that experience. Yeah, we're happy to hear that that fundraiser went well. Um, I think, to your point around faith and God being so faithful, it's crazy how, like you said, in those moments, it kind of builds that resilience. You're just like, what do you have for me? Why isn't mm-hmm. this working out? You're trying to think of, ahead. Um, but understanding that you spoke a little bit about it earlier, that you really utilized that time wisely during quarantine. You were able to write, get your team straight, get everything together in preparation for this. Um, thinking of ahead to a year from now, like where where do you hope to be within your musical career, your journey? Uh, I've, been, I've been thinking about this and talking about it a lot because I really feel as though a year from now, the way my life looks will be completely different. Um, Speak it over yourself. <laughs> it will. I, I, I will. And that's honestly what I've been doing. Manifesting, you know, manifestation is, is really key. And I don't think people mm-hmm. understand that. Um, we have so much power in our tongue and what we speak over ourselves is, is, is very important. Life so death, a year yep. from now, yes, yes. A year from now, I will be, I will be on my very first world tour. Mm-hmm. I will be uh, fresh off of, you know, the release of my very first album. I will be established as Isaiah Austin, the artist. Um, I will be financially stable. Um, it's not really about the fame for me because uh, I know that if I'm doing something I love, that everything else will follow. Right. Um, I just know that I will be the person that God has created me to be. And um, it's been a lot of foreshadowing. It's been a lot of foreshadowing that's been happening over the last few months from different people, from different uh, events. And um, it's kind of surreal because I see it um, and I, I people see it for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of waiting for that door to open. And I'm super grateful for, um, you know, the journey. It's a process, but I'm enjoying the process. So um, a year from now, we definitely will see um, Isaiah Austin in his uh, in his prime. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> World tours yes, coming uh, up, album releases. I I'm praying for you. Um, I'm excited to again see all of this manifest. Right, all the time you're investing. Um, but thinking about a year from now, right? If you had a world tour, or not if mm-hmm. when you have your world tour. Who yep. is one artist you would love to either connect with and have them maybe open for you 
or simply just mm-hmm. like have a feature on a song? Oh, okay. So I can, I'm going to answer this two ways. Opening, um, I love that I have been blessed to have people around me who are just as great and as big as I am and mm-hmm. not have that diminish who I am as an artist. So um, I have my best friend, um, his name is Cam Jackson. He's releasing music too. Um, he uh, is, you know, the son of Tony Jackson, if you guys know him, or yeah. the mm-hmm. nephew of, you know, you know Mayor Jackson. Yep. And uh, he is just as dope, you know? If not, sometimes I'll be like, all right, you got it. You got that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just as dope. So I, that would be amazing to have my best friend open for me or you know, vice versa, me open for him. Right. Um, so definitely Cam Jackson. Um, now a feature, um, I have two answers because Buster will definitely be doing a remix and featured on the Michael Williams remix and that's just gonna be that's happening. It, it, it has to. Hey. And um, um another feature that I would love, there's an artist that I just got introduced to. His name is Will J. He released a project called Perfectionist. Um, this year, 2020. If you guys are listening to this, please look him up. Will J, uh, mm-hmm. his album is called Perfectionist. Uh, I would love to do a feature with him. His music is amazing. His voice is amazing. Um, yeah, that would definitely be a feature. Um, I feel like people are going to be mad that I didn't say Beyonce because I'm, I'm a <laughs> rapper, but you know, that's, that's that's, that's that's guaranteed. Like that's that's coming. But that's just, this is just what's on the, nah, you know, I the front of my that. mind right now. Like you said, you you trying to put your best friend on, right? Not that he's not already, but you're you're thinking about right. people in your inner circle, and a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. when they make it big, they tend to think outside of that, you know, forgetting right. maybe where they came from or who came with them. So mm-hmm. that's dope that right. you you know you brought up people that are coming up along with you. That's important. Right. Yeah. So um, we don't want to hold you too much longer before we get into your single. What's some advice you would give an up-and-coming artist that's maybe second-guessing themselves, their talents? What What's some advice you would give those kids or teenagers or whoever it may be? Oh, great question. I actually just asked this question through someone else. <laughs> I definitely would have to say, um, one, keep putting yourself out there because although I struggle doing this because I'm not that type of person, um, social media is the wave right now. I can't tell you how many rooms I've walked into or how many, you know, meetings I've been in and they're like, they don't want to see a demo. They don't want to see a portfolio. They're like, can you bring up your, your social media? Can you bring up? And they want to see, you know, your fan base. They want to see, um, how they respond to your videos on, you know, the social media sites. So, Right. I definitely say keep being active on social media. Keep putting yourself out there. Keep putting singing videos out there and stuff like that. In addition to that, your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual health is so important. So sometimes I feel as though we're so focused on the end result of being who we want to be as artists or, you know, being the biggest or the fame or whatever. Sometimes we neglect ourselves um, as individuals, as, as people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you don't want to lose yourself when other people find you who you are, if that makes sense. When you make it, you don't want to make it, but at the cost of making it, you lose yourself. Right. So I just say, 
you know, stick to who you are. Make sure you have set things. There's some days where I'm like, I can't do music today. I can't do anything in, the, in regards to like that. And I just have to like take a moment and check in with myself. Like, am I good? Like, is my mental good? Is my emotional good? And mm-hmm. you, you should, it's funny, like some of the songs that have come out of those check-in days, um, just making sure that I'm good. And if I'm not good, addressing it and being honest that I'm not good. Right. And, you know, moving from there. So definitely put yourself out there, but also know that, you know, keeping yourself uh, as a priority is super important. Now, I appreciate you speaking about mental health. Um, I think that's that's a huge topic of discussion today, especially with our youth, where even a lot of adults mm-hmm. are struggling with it. And, you know, don't don't do those mental check ins with themselves. Um, and if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anybody else around you. So I appreciate right. you speaking on that. So Isaiah, before we get into this single that's dropping, um, give your social media accounts, your websites, and where they can find uh, things about you. Great. So for those who don't know, my name is Isaiah Austin. You can find me uh, on social media at Isaiah Austin on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. My website is IsaiahSAustin.com. Find the latest update on my music, what I'm doing, my career. Um, as well as footage, um, booking information, all that jazz, as well as com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I have a link in my bio on my Instagram uh, for my link tree, and it sends you the link um, to all of my social media platforms, all of my music platforms, as well as my website. So if you forget any of those, you can go to my Instagram bio to find all of those links. You heard it here. And the time is now, Isaiah, to introduce your first single. Hey, so beautiful people, it is my esteemed pleasure to introduce In My Feelings by the Isaiah Austin. You've heard it here first. I'm super blessed to share this very first thing with you guys. I appreciate you for being here, part of my beginning journey. Now, turn those radios up, do whatever you need to do. In My Feelings by Isaiah Austin. That I found Don't wanna try and make things better The more I struggle I go deeper Realizing that it won't get better I might as well stay fed up Why am I here? I can't even say I love Stuck in the field I'm in my field And we just gave you a little taste of the single um isaiah we want to thank you again for joining us on the playmaker podcast like i said earlier we do want to have you on in person for an interview when um your album is closer to releasing um but yeah we just thank you for joining us today no i thank you guys it's um it's been a pleasure to you know be able to have this platform to 
you know, promote my single and, you know, just promote who I am as a person. So I'm super grateful and thankful for the opportunity. So thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. And I'm your guest co-host, <laughs> Leah Hansen. We'll see y'all soon. Hey, Visit our website at theplaymakerpodcast.com and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.